This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service. And best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course I have my main man back from Jamaica, yes, Deuce. What is going on, brother? What's going on, brother? As, as I should say, what's going on, man? Respect! <laughs> of course, uh, I'm glad to have you back. We missed you for this couple of weeks. Thanks, and, man. Uh, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. You don't know how excited I am to be yeah. back to American beer. Cheers, man. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, buddy. Uh, I think I've drank enough Red Stripe to last me for <laughs> at least another good year until I go back to Sandals. Mm-hmm. So, Awesome. So, cheers to those at home drinking. And, of course, we're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. Yes, sir. And we love to have guests with us uh, on the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. And we have the fantastic author... Uh, of the Fate series, uh, we have Chad West. Welcome to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hey guys, glad to be here. What is going on, man? Well, I definitely uh, we wanted to have you on the show because we wanted to ask you about your book series. But first, tell all of our listeners out there where can they find you to find your books. I, I, I you can pretty much find me in any major bookseller, uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I just search for Chad West or uh, Fade. Uh, also have a, a book of short stories, kind of superhero themed short stories, and uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Um, I actually went on your Amazon earlier uh, today, and you there's you have Kindle versions as well that people can download. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, it, yeah. Who does the, the the artwork for your books? Uh, I I've done the artwork for everything except for Fade, and. Um, uh, Danny Haas did that for me, and that's a beautiful cover he did. Great, great job. I got a definite Destiny vibe from the cover of Fade, because I don't know if you've seen it, but when you look yeah. at it, it definitely reminds yeah. me a lot of like the video game Destiny, and it's sure. really cool-looking cover. Yeah, so like, yeah, what, I can see that. Yeah, so, so for those at home uh, that have not read your book, like, give us a little bit of a premise of like what your story is about, like what genre and whatnot. Okay, it's kind of a sci-fi fantasy book. Um, it's uh, it's it's a twist on the idea of uh, kind of the new the kids just getting their powers kind of thing. It's it's uh, three teenagers who uh, just each have their own personal problems and find out that uh, they are in the middle of uh, this cosmic interworld battle where they're the only people that can save the world kind of thing and um they end up fighting this this alien entity that's that's 
threatening to destroy the universe kind of thing. And um, it's just uh, just a lot of character development, a lot of, uh, you know, the, what's going on in the inner world of these characters and just a lot of good, fun superhero fighting. <laughs> what is your influences, uh, you know, as a writer? Uh, influences as a writer. I grew up reading a lot of Stephen King and uh, just watching a lot of cool 80, 80s movies. Um, and that, that, that show that just came out, Stranger Things, I think I was like, yes, that that show was made exactly for me because that, that's that's everything that I grew up on, everything that I loved growing up. It was all stuffed into one, you know, eight-hour show. It was pretty great. Yeah, I've heard great things. I haven't actually had a chance to check it out, but it's a nice little uh, eight-episode series on Netflix for those at home who haven't checked it out. Definitely go yeah. check it out. Um, Good stuff. So my question to you is, like, do you, what other things do you do? Like, do you read? Do you read comics? Do you like? Are you kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, nerdy, geeky, whatever? Like, you like superhero films? Like, what, what, what other uh, things do you into? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I've read comics probably since. Oh gosh, I can remember. My brother read comics before me, and and I always used to just stare at his long boxes of comics, uh, just kind of foam at the mouth. And then, you know, was old, when I was old enough, I remember reading. Uh, probably one of the first things I read was that Frank Miller miniseries, the Wolverine miniseries, and I, I just fell in love. And uh, I, I still read comics. Um, it was just uh, just reading the the Preacher series today since the new the new show had come out, and uh, love like video games and stuff. Legend of Zelda, probably my, my favorite thing. Sure, yeah. Um, just uh, yeah, just anything pretty much nerdy that's yeah i'm, I'm gonna be there <laughs> yeah so when when so when you write your series like how does that work for you do you have like a drawn out outline or is it more of like just write as you go uh actually uh fade itself started off as a comic i was thinking about doing and uh and i wrote out probably the first issue of it and uh then I decided that I wanted to go in the direction of a novel with it. And uh, it, it just, uh, I don't know, I, you come up with, I came up with myself, I, I kind of fly, I fly by the seat of my pants, but I also kind of come up with the major beats. I decide kind of what I'm going to do in the first act, in the second act, and the third act, just very briefly. But if that changes as I'm going along, if, if something interesting happens, a new character is developed or something like that, I just go with the flow and whatever ends up being more interesting, even if I have to throw out the whole. Yeah, I was, cu- <laughs> I was curious if you were a uh, Joss Whedon fan. Oh, yeah, I love Joss Whedon, yeah. Yeah, because like, I, I think he does characters really well, especially female mm-hmm. characters, making very strong female characters. And yeah. for, for me, I love watching character development because you mentioned earlier your book has a lot of character development in it. And uh, I assume that he, you know, Joss, being a fan of Joss Whedon, he's definitely influenced you on characters. Yeah, I think uh, I, I really lean towards writing female characters, um, I, I and I think that's his fault. I because I, uh, I, you know, I watched Buffy growing up and then read so many interviews with him where he talks about kind of why he writes the things he does and how he writes the things he does. And I got very interested. Like most guys, they had no idea, you know, what women are thinking or, or, you know, when you're, when you're in that young age, just think that they're a mystery and an alien life form kind of thing. And, uh, probably still do, but it's, uh, 
I, I really want, I guess I, it was more of like, I wanted to dig in, get into the psychology, get into the ideas of how somebody so different from me would deal with something. And, and I, and that's the way I write is, is I write as a way of discovering how other people would react in a situation. And, uh, it's a, you know, you, you kind of surprise yourself sometimes because if you put yourself in that character, then you, you, you know, you end up doing things or saying things that you wouldn't normally do or say yourself. Right. So my question is, uh, it's a two part question. What is the age group of the characters and what is the time setting that it's in? Yeah. Um, it's set in now. It's the youngest character is uh, 15, and the two older characters are, are, are around 17, uh, probably like junior seniors in high school, something like that. Yeah. Now, do you are you married? Do you have kids? I, I'm married. Yeah, I have no kids. Okay. No. Yeah, so like I was curious because like uh, we've all obviously we all know what it's like to be teenagers growing up, and, and Deuce and I have actually known each other since since. Uh, and we knew your wife from high school because yeah. that's yeah, kind of yeah. how this yep. this whole thing came about. Was yep. uh, Chad's lovely wife hit me up on Facebook? He's like, "Hey, I know he's too proud to ask, but my <laughs> husband is an amazing author, and he'd love to do your show." And yep. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, anything for you. I mean, if you ask me a favor, I don't mind." So uh, yeah, that's kind of how this whole thing came to be. Yeah. Because Deuce and I have known each other for like 18 years, so like oh a long God, time. more than that. I more than now, that, probably, yeah. like we 20 years. Put the pen to paper. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time, so we decided to do a podcast, and you know, two years later, we're still doing this, and we're enjoying it. And that's one of the main things that we, the happy hour, what we want to do is, sure, it's a double entendre, happy hour, drinking, having fun, but it's also, we want to we want to be able to uplift people. Like, we have artists on, we have cosplayers on, um, TV producers, I mean, all kinds of stuff, and we yeah. wanted to have people on here uh, authors as well that you know uplift you and be able to give you a platform that you're able to kind of talk to other people about it and maybe shine a light somewhere where people may have not heard you or you know open yeah. up their eyes or ears to to what you do and that's kind of like what we pride ourselves in is being able to kind of open up that that world there for other people to to check out you know your craft so to speak yeah yeah totally yeah yeah so it's really interesting because when I was a kid, like the, I was kind of in the same boat. When I was a kid, like I didn't read a lot of books because when I was a kid, I was like, oh man, reading is just for homework and stuff. And then I, I fell in love with comics, and comics yeah. kind of really opened up the door for me to read. And I know Deuce is the same way. Yeah, Deuce loves to read comics because there's something different when, like, when you're you're sitting there and you're reading characters and and all that, and the idea of the characters, you know, changes and shifts, and you get something like a Watchmen that's actually really more adult oriented because uh, yeah. that kind of changes the face of the, the dynamic if you will and so my question to you is this it, what is the because the the characters are 14 to 17 so like what is like is this more pitched your books pitched more of like an adult or more of like a teenage uh, like a young adult young novel, adult novel or like who are you catering yeah. towards do you think um when I wrote it I wrote I wrote it as an adult novel uh like, I is there cursing in it? And I was just, for those of Yeah, home. yeah, there okay. is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's 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 cursing and some adult themes, as they would say. Sure, uh, okay. But, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, if you're probably older than 16, 17, you would enjoy it. Sure. Uh, you know, I wouldn't give it to my 13-year-old, but... Okay. Uh, yeah, it's... it's I, 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 I think I was thinking back to those times, like you guys were talking about in high school, and I was thinking, what was it really like? Like, what was the the really crappy parts of high school sure. that, and what was, what is it like to deal with adult issues 
when you don't fully have an adult mind. And, uh, you know, because I look back and I think about all those times, and I think, ah, if I just knew then what I know now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but. Well, a question I have for you is when I went on Amazon, I saw that you have multiple books tagged to your name. Is that all part of the Fate series, or is that a different series? Yeah, the Fate is is a standalone book um, that may turn into more of a series. Sure. But the rest of them is, uh, I have another book called Capes, and it's a series of short stories that are all superhero themed. Um, and I wrote, I wrote them when I was writing this, whenever I would kind of get stuck on, when I was writing fade, I would think, okay, I'll just, I'll take a break and I'll write a short story. And I didn't, I ended up just turning it into this book here. And, uh, so they have similar themes, but, uh, I just kind of wanted to pay homage to, you know, all the stuff that I grew up reading, the, sure. the comics and everything. And, uh, kind of look at those characters, from a different perspective um, just uh, so uh, all the other books are, are, are those short stories you can buy in the singles or you can buy the whole book itself for like 99 cents or something right so cape is uh correct me if i'm wrong it's, it's the book that has like the guy in the mask on it on the front and uh, yes yeah 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 because i was yeah. going on amazon uh prime which is really easy for those at home just go to amazon you'll be able to find uh chad west's books and everything right there just t- type his name in you'll find all of his stuff uh so I actually always ask because we've had other authors on, and we always ask this question. And I wanted to get your opinion because you, the three of us, are kind of from the same generation. So I wanted to know from you your thoughts from digital books as opposed to like actual tangible like books. Like, are, are you, you you prefer one or the other? Because I know there's differences, there's pros and cons. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people, like my wife, for instance, we both read, and she. Uh, up until probably a year ago, it was very pro actual book, holding it in your hand, smelling it. And uh, me, I've kind of changed over the years because I've moved a lot and books are heavy. And so I kind of said, you know, I'm okay with having 10 or 15 books on my Kindle or iPad or whatever, rather than, you know, a bunch on my shelf. And I obviously, I have dozens of books on my shelf but I also have dozens of books on my iPad. So I kind of split down the middle. I, I don't mind that it's changing, and I don't think real books are going away anytime soon. Yeah, because like, there is, there's definitely pros and cons to having books uh, on tablets as opposed to you know the the actual physical media because like when you have like a book in your hands, like an actual book, there's like some sort of magic. Like whenever you open it up, you get the weight, the, like the smell of the pages, like being able to like – you know, there's a tactile response you get when you turn the pages yeah. and you're looking down and you're not sure what's next. Because one of the things about the one of the things about uh, Kindle books is like you can kind of read far ahead really fast, and that kind of I don't know the pacing of reading a and this is not something I've talked a lot actually, but the pacing of when you read a book on Kindle is you know you can te- you can read faster I guess technically, but like I feel like I like having that you know take time to turn the page and kind of go as you will and i feel like you know with actual physical physical books there's some sort of like magic there that's kind of lost when you go into the uh into the uh, kindle version but kindle also has some great features as well like you said you can hold multiple books on there you can have a dictionary for a word you don't know you can hit it and it'll pop up the dictionary of that word so like it teaches you things and and so there's a lot there's like pros and cons to both and obviously the cost of the cost of of uh, doing like a digital form, you know, cuts the cost in half because you don't have to worry yeah. about 
you know, finding a distributor and, you know, shipping and printing costs and the, the parts and the glue and all that stuff. Like you don't have to worry right. about any of that stuff, uh, yeah. and, and shipping and all that. So that's, that's one of the nice things about that. Uh, for me, it's like when I read books, it's like I read a lot of comics and I'll read some like novels that friends recommend to me. And so when if you had to put your your books, uh, except the the fade book, like if you had to describe it to someone uh, to a child, if you will, how could how would you describe your your book to a child? Like if a child's like, hey, you know, give a give a very simple description. Uh, that's a good question. Um I would probably tell them that uh, it's about three girls who uh, learn that they have powers and they have to fight uh, an alien invasion to save the world. Okay, yeah. So that that kind of gives people the basic, you know, broad strokes of what of what that book's about because I feel like sometimes you go on the back of books and you read like this synopsis and it's like this like big paragraph and you yeah. kind of get lost in the synopsis. So I, I, sometimes I like simple little like one or two sentence descriptions of a book because it doesn't yeah. kind of gives you the idea, but it doesn't really take away. So, you know, you still get the surprises in there. Yeah. Uh, you want it to fit like in a tweet. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, you exactly. want like a tweet level synopsis. Like you don't want like, you know, a six paragraph <laughs> essay on the thing. Yeah. You don't right. want to, because the main problem now is like when you, to equate it to films, a lot of trailers give away so much. So when you go and right. you watch the movie, you're just like, oh, well, I saw that like five times. But then, you know, if you have like a small little two sentence little synopsis, you know, in your book, you're not giving a lot away, which is cool. So uh, yeah. definitely, you know, for those listening at home, go definitely go to Barnes and Noble and Amazon and, and check it out. And I, my other question is, how 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 uh, big are the books? Like how many pages? Like how long are they? Uh, it's a pretty short read, uh, probably, I don't know, 250 pages, something like that, the actual book, uh, you know. That equates three. to how many words, do you think? Oh, probably, I think it was like uh, 65, 70,000 words. Oh, okay, so that's still yeah. a pretty, I mean, it's a full lot novel, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that's awesome. Um, and so when you go, when you... Are you working on any other books? Like you said, you might think about like working on a, a series of the Fate series, or you have other ideas that you kind of have in the can that you you're kind of mulling around. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, actually, a friend and I uh, are thinking about writing a book together. Um, we're still working on kind of the the basic premise and stuff, but to, sure. it'll be kind of a futuristic sci-fi thing. So, okay. It's definitely yeah. stay stay tuned for that. Now, do you have like a website? Your like a personal website or or an Instagram or Facebook or something people can go to and check out updates and stuff. I do. Uh, I uh, on Facebook, uh, it's uh, just look for Chad West, and uh, the website is chadwestwrites.com. It's a W R I T E S writes, and yeah, you can find my, all the books I've read and then some blog posts I wrote, things like that and just some contact information. You can get everything else, the Twitter, the Facebook, all that stuff from there too. Awesome. So we'll put that in the description of the episode so people can go down there and check it out. And uh, we're going to take a small break, and we'll be uh, right back with more uh, with Chad West uh, and the Happy Hour with Johnny and Duke. Now, Chad, 
coming back from the break, uh, I want to ask you about uh, Preacher because me and you yeah. talked about that today. And yeah. uh, I, I really want to ask you as an author, um, basically, like when you transfer something, because like you said, originally you were going to make Fade into a comic book and then you decided, well, no, I'm going to make it an actual novel, which that's yeah. a, that's two totally different mediums because one is yeah. a more visual medium and then one is, you know, a written medium. So having it go from the pages of the comic to the TV series um, as an author what kind of challenge do you think that is? Because you're taking something. The good news is it's going from visual to visual. Comics are very visual, as is TV, yeah. so that right. helps. But I mean, it's a totally different art form. And what what's your kind of thinking on that? Yeah. Um, actually, I was thinking about that today. I uh, was watching, rewatch some of Preacher, and I was thinking this is exactly like the process I went through because in the comic, they. Uh, they kind of just lay it all out there in the very beginning. That that first issue, you get almost everything, and in the show, they they do it in a totally different way. They slowly introduce the the different things about Genesis and and all that stuff. You don't you don't even learn that stuff till later on. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think I think that's the thing is you got to catch in comics. You got to catch people in that one issue. Make it just so full of the action and, and put it all. And with the show, you know, you have a little more leeway to, you know, kind of slow things down. But I also think with the show, they've done such a better job with the characters because now uh, Preacher kind of hit my sweet spot because it was when I was really getting into comics and it came out when I was in high school. So in high school, every week on Friday, I would go to the comic book store and I pick up my comics for the week. And I got Preacher like every week. I've got, I think I've still got most all the original run of Preacher, but um, I loved it and it kind of hit that sweet spot. But with the characters, it was definitely lacking, the comic book wise, because when you read it, you love Jesse Custard. You can't help but love the guy. And Cassidy, you love Cassidy, but Tulip, and I don't know if it's Garth Ennis and just his writing style, but... I definitely didn't love Tulip as much as I love Tulip on the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think she was ever really developed as a character. Anything. She wasn't. She was very like two dimensional. Like she yeah, just yeah. wasn't really like, fleshed out at all. Like you said, with Jesse and and Cassidy, just right away you felt their personalities. You felt every uh, just you wanted to be with them, to be their friends, yeah. or at least know them. With her, she was just kind of just this flat, you know. <laughs> Well, that, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and that was the funny thing about the comic book, because during the comic book run, I'm like, I, I'm really liking, uh, as as he was in the comic book, Arseface. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, like, <laughs> I'm loving this guy. And, and the guy that has a butthole for a face <laughs> has more personality than Tulip does. I'm like, what is wrong with this picture? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And, and I think that they did such a good job with the makeup on the show. Because oh, it really does. Perfect. It does look like a butthole. It, it does looks look like, like a butthole. A butthole. But what I <laughs> love so is he can still act in it. Because uh, that's oh, yeah. the one yeah. thing. AMC, if you're listening at all, <clears throat> you need to next season do talking preacher for every episode because yeah. they did it for the first one and it was awesome. But then yeah. they only did it for the finale. That's the only two they did it for. And I'm like, no. Like when preacher was over, I'm like. 
I, I want to talk about this. Like, I want to, yeah. you know, discuss it more because – and and I hate to, to throw Johnny under the bus, but Johnny hasn't watched the show at all. And <laughs> I have to say, in my group of friends, there was only a handful that were watching it, which kind of surprised right. me because my friends are comic book fans and they're also big fans of AMC because they like The Walking Dead and other shows yeah. on AMC like Mad Men, but – this was one of those shows that kind of, in a lot of ways, I think it hit like a weird niche. And I'm really hoping when season two starts and the Blu-ray comes out, and hopefully if they're smart, they'll go ahead and put it on like Netflix or something instant. So you can yeah. just watch it like right away that it'll really pick up speed because I, I, I don't know. Like I know we're getting a second season. Like that was announced like second week of the show. But yeah. I'm wondering if getting a third season might be dependent on them get more viewers or get more buzz or, you know. Yeah, it, the the first episode, it was just I didn't I didn't read Preacher when it first came out. I was more of a Sandman guy. Oh, Sandman's and another great book. Did a movie on that? I, I hope. Uh, but yeah, I, I was I I didn't read it until later on until the show came out. And so I watched that first, that pilot episode, and I was like, this is the most confusing thing I've ever seen, but I love it. It was just insane, and I don't know that it made any sense because I didn't have any background, but I still loved it, and I wanted to see that second episode. And it, and it, they definitely, you know, picked up the narrative, and, and uh, you've got a story going. But I just, I love everything about the way that they've done the show. They, they, I love the characters, Cassidy, the way they introduced him. That was amazing. That uh, might have been the greatest character introduction on all yeah, TV. Like, totally. seriously, I can't tell that you one beautiful. other character that got introduced in a better way than Cassidy. Because that yeah, was just, you knew that was Cassidy from, like, second one, minute one. Yeah. You're like, that's fucking Cassidy. So, Yeah, that was beautiful. And uh, the angels, the idiotic angels, just... They're just they're just great, <laughs> yeah. Um, just love their naive naivete and uh, just I don't know the, the 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 way they're bringing all the characters together. Uh, it's just it's just a really good, well written show, and it surprised me. But AMC has done some great stuff. Well, see, that's the thing. I've yet to there's very few shows I've watched on AMC that have mm-hmm. caught my interest that have made me lose interest. Like, usually if I'm like, okay, this premise seems cool, I'm going to try yeah. it out, and I actually try it out, I love it. So, yeah. um, and there's, like I said, I don't, I can't name one show that I started that I didn't keep watching on there. Yeah. Because um, that's like another one of my little sleeper hits from last, goodness, I can't remember if it was last summer or what, but it was Into the Badlands where yeah, yeah. that was amazing, and the Kung that Fu was, fights yeah. was just was insane. crazy. Well, yeah. supposedly it's coming back, and it's going to be on after uh, it's going to be on after Walking Dead again. So, nice. I, like, I'm I'm ready for season two because that was just absolutely it was beautiful. insane, it was beautifully shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, was, and the fight scenes were. I mean, these were yeah. literally feature film level fight scenes. Oh, absolutely, so. yeah, yeah, totally beautiful, great show. I really like that. Well, I guess my next question to you would be: What are you hoping to maybe see in Preacher next season? Because uh, and we're going to be very light spoiler-wise, I guess, but the kind of uh, big uh, thing that happens at the end of the season finale happened in issue one. So, right. yeah. like, literally issue one was them getting in the car and leaving to go find God. Well, basically, yeah. it took them, like, 
10 episodes or eight episodes or however many it was to kind of get to the end of issue one, which I have a two prong theory on that one. I think it was for budget reasons. I think they said like, look, if you could keep all the first season in this one town, so we only have to build like, you know, the set for the church and, you know, two or three sets, then you can kind of do what you want and you got a better chance of season two. And also, I think if you had thrown all of that at the wall, like in the first couple episodes, I think it would have turned people off. You kind of had to spoon feed them the crazy to get them right. to the level of that being okay. And like, okay, this yeah. all makes sense now. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the differences in a comic and a, and a movie again. With a comic, I mean, that, that first issue is insane. It's full of, you know, demons and angels doing it. and Oh, it's uh, just nuts. The whole thing yeah, is just the whole insane. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And you can't, I don't think you could do that. And you can do that in a comic because we expect insanity. Insane, We're yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you do all this stuff and you say, oh, yeah, that's that's normal. Totally. He's going to look for God. Okay, whatever. That sounds cool. Yeah. But with a show, you kind of have to, you don't know who you're, who's going to be watching. So you kind of have to build it up and build the credibility. And uh, I thought they did such a good job of that. And, and I, I'm okay with the whole first season taking place in the town because I liked the character. They took advantage of the characters in the town. That you didn't really get to see in the comic because, I mean, they all exploded in the church. But <laughs> yeah, well, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, I liked it that it kind of ratcheted up the crazy. Like, you didn't. St- yeah. I mean, literally, scene one is a space station with a hole in it, and all the <laughs> angels going, "Where the fuck did God go?" And it's yeah. like you can't start a TV show like at that <laughs> yeah. kind of a scene. You've got to kind of ratchet it up. Um, yeah. And I've got to say, now Seth Rogen, I love. I think is super funny. But yeah. sometimes I don't. Every once in a while, he rubbed me the wrong way. But with yeah. this, he was like spot on. Like he was perfect. Oh, yeah. It was funny because I was a little worried when he said he was doing it because I'm like, oh, now it's gonna be the Stone Preacher show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought it'd yeah. be like, uh, uh, what's the last movie did? The End of Days or whatever it was. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the end. That's what it this was. This is the end. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be like this is the end with Preacher, and I was like, oh, that's right. that's gonna be terrible. But the the whole thing was uh, amazing, and I want to say thank you to Seth Rogen if you're listening, because without you, Preacher would not have happened. So just to kind of, you know, make this something that I love, I'm a huge fan of, like come to life, is amazing. Yeah, I'm like you. I like I like Seth Rogen a lot, but I didn't know what to expect yeah. from a TV show done by him. But I had the same concerns. I was like, what is this going to be? Is it going to just be stupid? Is it going to be? Is he going to try to turn it into like a farce? And he just did a great job with it. Yeah, just kudos. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah. loved it. So I have a, my question for you is, for both of you guys, is, A, what, what's the time slot that Preacher was on? Preacher was on 9 o'clock Sunday. It's a Walking Dead time slot, oh, which okay. is primo property. That's fucking prime real estate. Right. Because yeah. Sunday nights, everybody's home because they got work the next day. And 9 o'clock... For most people, and, and I may be talking out of my ass a little bit because I'm an old <laughs> fart and I go to bed like at 1030, but like right. usually like 9 to 10 o'clock is like that's my last vestige of the weekend. It's like that yeah. one last hour where I can, you know, kind of relax mm-hmm. and then I've got to go to bed and start worrying about work the next day. Right. Yeah, exactly. And commercial-wise, it's amazing. I think the only night that makes more money than that kind of time slot on a Sunday night is Thursday night because they want everybody to spend the money on Friday and Saturday night on the weekend, so – Thursday night is like prime real estate, but also like Sunday night, like eight to ten is pretty prime real estate too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think they were smart to put it on that time. 
Yeah, so like I hope for someone like me that didn't get a chance to check it out, I do hope they put it on like Amazon, uh, Instant Video, or Netflix, or Hulu, or something like that. Because I definitely like to check it out. I've heard really good things. It's just I don't have cable, so kind of I'm a cable cutter, so I didn't really have a chance to watch it. But now I've heard so many good things from a lot of different people. I definitely I would it. check Hulu too, though, yeah, because Hulu, Hulu might, might have, it. have it on there. Because I, I, I never read the comics account. either, but I was always aware of it. Like I was always aware of it. Like uh, I, I have yeah. I, I listen to a lot of different music, and one of my favorite bands, Dream Theater, they did a song based a uh, song that was influenced by the preacher. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's interesting. And so, like, there's definitely a fan base out there that really appreciates the preacher. And yeah. uh, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of hard. Like, you know, you have The Walking Dead that that's so popular that it's just, like, you know, crazy. Like, yeah, it's like a steamroller, It's really. a steamroller, yeah. And it's sometimes when you put something on next to a, a huge competitor, the competitor, like, the the main product kind of pushes out, pushes away, you know, steamrolls the other, the other uh, competition, even on the same network. And so it's kind of yeah. nice to kind of see like this that um, the preacher kind of still got its light, its day. So well, and that's what I'm really glad about too, because you brought up a big point: the Juggernaut, which is Walking Dead, and and I might get jumped on by our fans from the Lakeland Zombie Fest, and if I do, I apologize. Like when they did the 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 prequel to Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. I had yeah. no fucking interest. I was like, no, yeah. I don't care. Like, I'm already invested in these characters from The Walking Dead. I'm not going to get invested in a whole new batch. And I tried. Yeah. I tried hard to get into that first season. I made it through about an episode and a half, and I'm like, I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> well, the other problem is my time's too valuable, Chad. I, I, and I yeah. think I could somewhat speak for you, too. Like, once you get into our age bracket – Time is something that you don't fuck around with because you have very little yeah. free time. So it's like if I've got it, I want to make sure I'm playing a video game or watching something I really enjoy or yeah. I just don't have the lazy Saturdays where I could bust out eight hours of TV in a day and, you know, just be cool with it. Like, I just don't have that time anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely true. I mean, you it's got to be a really good show. It's got to catch me in the first two or three episodes for me to go, OK, I'm going to add this to you know something that i'm going to watch every week or watch all of on netflix or whatever yeah because yeah yeah it's just you don't have time for that well see and that's that's the thing it's funny uh my dvr box has been floating around the 80 to 90 percent full and i'm having to take shows off because i've like i've got the whole season of the magicians from sci-fi i haven't even touched i've got the past season of outlander i haven't touched at all uh, and there's certain shows where I'm like, I, I might have to start making some cuts here soon and just delete them off the box because, you know, fall shows are coming back. And CW's got me every night of the week. We got I know, right? Su- it's <laughs> Supergirl Monday. Then you got Tuesday, you got Flash. And then you've got Wednesday is Arrow. And then Thursday is um, Legends. Uh, Legends of uh, Tomorrow. Yeah. And then that's not even throwing in Supernatural that me and Johnny are both huge fans of. And yeah, I love Supernatural. Yeah, so, I mean, literally, it's like all the new shows are coming back, so that's, if you count those four or five with Supernatural, that's five hours of TV to watch a week. Yeah, you know? exactly. And those are shows that I'm invested in. Those are shows yeah. that I'm not missing, so it's like to add anything new to the pile, you better be really flipping good. Yeah, I mean, CW has killed it with those shows, man. They're just so good. Uh, Arrow, Flash, uh yeah, man, that's just, they're great. Well, see, great it's show. funny. I can't name you a show for the exception of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter yeah. before it got canceled that I watched on any other network because I don't watch anything yeah. on NBC. 
I, right. I I don't watch anything minus football on CBS, which I guess the same could apply for NBC. The only thing I watch it is football, and yeah. uh, you know Fox. I don't watch anything at all on Fox either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, now that you say that, that's absolutely true. It's just the yeah, there's just so few good shows out there. Well, that and I think CW was really smart. They're like. Let's yeah. just counter the nerd market. Like, let's lock right. down the nerd market because they will watch it if we put it on. And that's yeah. exactly what it is because all the shows yeah. I watch with them are what we call genre shows, like comic book shows or Supernatural, which is kind of a genre show. Uh, yeah. The only show I think I even watch in there that's not is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and that's the only other one I want that I watch that's like a, I guess you call it a comedy drama, but. You know, most everything I watch on there has got somebody with a cape on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I also think that CW's done a good job of marketing to non-nerds as well. Because, like, yeah. I always give the example of how I was watching Flash season one and and uh, just being totally... Oh, your wife. Yeah, I was watching it, really loving it. My wife was sitting on her computer. We were in the living room, and, and she was on uh, uh, reading her fan fiction. And all of a sudden, like, I hear her sniffling. I'm like... Holy crap! She's been watching this whole episode, and like I got like a tear in my eye as well. I'm like, oh, this is a really you know poignant moment in the show, and I'm, yeah. and she's just like, oh my god, I don't know any. I, all I know about the Flash is that he can run fast. I don't know anything else about him, but I love the <laughs> show, and that's what's so great is like she ended up watching the whole season one with me. Like it was it was great that she you know she reads comics, but she's not she's not a huge fan of like the superhero comics. She's more of like the image comics kind of like Saga yeah. and Thief of Thieves and all that. She's more of those non superhero comic books uh, yeah. and uh and um morning glories and all those other ones and like so she like she when she watched the flash she was blown away by how good it was and i think that's like the biggest surprise because that's like the most watched show on um I, i'm on pretty CW, sure right? now the most watched show on cw is the flash yeah uh at I least mean, that's in crazy live viewing too, yeah. because you look at you look at what they've covered they've covered some of the craziest crap that happens in the flash some of the best stuff yeah. yeah, but, but I mean, but think of it. comic booky stuff. Yeah, like Gorilla Grodd, and you yeah. had, uh, it's not Sewer Shark, what's the guy's name? The Big Giant <laughs> Shark. Uh, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? These are like crazy yeah. characters that no other show would touch. No other show no. is going to have a walking, talking, fucking shark. And then, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a few weeks later, have a walking, talking, fucking gorilla. And so, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it's cool. awesome. I, whenever Grodd comes back, I'm like, that's a much oh. watch. I will yeah, be there yeah. Tuesday at 8. I'm not DVRing yeah, yeah. it. I'm watching it live and yeah, Twitter yeah. feeding it. So. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like in the first season when they hinted at Grodd with a cage, I was like, well, this show's got me. I don't care what else happens. Yeah. They got Gorilla Grodd. But at first <laughs> when they said that Grodd was on the cage, I'm like, all right, cute Easter egg, guys. And then yeah, the gorilla yeah. actually showed up, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you got me. You <laughs> yeah, got me, awesome. Flash. So, yeah, well, so I think cool, Flash so cool. did a great job of, like, you know, doing those little winks, those little nods to fans that were, you know, yeah. comic books. And and you're like, like for example, uh, in season one, you have Eddie, and you're like, oh, I don't know who this guy is. And all of a sudden, you see, like, uh, Eddie Thawne. And you're like, holy crap, is he related yeah. at all to Eber Thawne? And you're sitting here <laughs> like, what is that? And then, and then my wife didn't know, and I had to explain it to her, and then her head exploded. She's like, oh. So it was really yeah. cool. They had these little nuggets in there. You know, if you were a, a fan of the Flash series, you kind of were like, you know, it was very yeah, discreet. Yeah. I mean, it was all like a two-second caller ID thing. That was it. Because you <laughs> right. didn't even know Eddie's last name at all throughout the whole yeah. first season until that until the caller ID popped up. And you're like, oh, 
And then and yeah. then the and then the Holy whole crap. fan theory went on about who is really, you know, the reverse flash and all that stuff. Like that whole the internet exploded when that when those shots came up and I was just like, Oh yeah. my god. So I think that's great about that. And uh I, I haven't actually haven't seen uh the Legends of Tomorrow. I heard Legends it was good. of Tomorrow is awesome. Yeah, so I definitely want to check it out and I you know, CW's definitely caught my interest because I don't watch a lot of T V anyways. It's more yeah, you like you play a lot of games. I play a lot of games, but like if I watch anything it's on Netflix and I usually yeah. uh, and I usually uh marathon it. Like, like binge so watch it. Binge yeah. watch it. Like uh like yeah. you mentioned earlier Stranger Things. I haven't seen that. And so like I'm I know when I watch it I'm just gonna binge watch it throughout the night. Oh, I'm Watch the whole so thing. Good. Yeah, Such a good show. Yeah, I did the same thing. My wife and I did the same thing with uh, Game of Thrones. We did the same thing with uh, uh, Orange is the New Black and all that stuff. So, like, that's yeah. the way I kind of like to take in my TV um, is kind of like just binge watch it. So, yeah. Yeah. I My question to you is, like, have, are you caught up on, like, comic book movies and stuff? Like, have you seen Suicide Squad or Batman vs. Superman or anything like that? Uh, I have seen everything except for those two movies. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, great. Some great stuff coming out. I uh, I don't like I said. I, I can't comment on those two. Uh, what did you, What did you guys think about? Uh, well, see, I didn't. I skipped Batman vs Superman uh, just because of I don't know if it was yeah. just, like I'm gonna watch the uh, director's cut, which I heard is better. It's got yeah, an extra yeah, thirty I minutes. That, yeah. So uh, like I'm gonna watch that, but it it didn't actually. As much as I love Ben Affleck, because I love Ben Affleck, like I've, I've been a big supporter of his since day one. Yeah. And so he was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was great. Uh, a big fan of his, uh, and and it was always like if you ever watched uh, an evening with Kevin Smith, like his his kind of yeah. like Q and A. Love those DVDs. I have all four of them, and I guess there's a fifth one, Too Fat to Fly. So which like, is really good. This That's is really on good. Netflix, yeah. 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 So I've like watched all of them, and you you kind of when you watch those, you kind of feel like you're become best friends with Kevin Smith because you right. know everything about him. You know, it's yes, so weird. But exactly. he always talks about how dedicated Ben Affleck is and how Ben Affleck was originally going to be involved with Superman and all this, and that got dis- that didn't happen. And then, then the, obviously he went through the whole um, uh, Daredevil thing, and that you know a lot of the media didn't like that, and that flopped or whatever. But now that yeah. he was you know on the you know putting the bat suit on and the cowl, it's like people were like you know hit or miss on it and then when they saw him in the movie they were like wow oh, he's yeah. actually really he good as Batman movie. he and, steals yeah. that fucking and movie I, and oh, I, so I'm, I'm really excited because when I watched Suicide Squad that was one of my favorite things in the movie was seeing him with the cape on again and, and like it's yeah. interesting to see where DC's taking it because Marvel Marvel has kind of had a lot of plans since day one Marvel was like you know we know exactly where we're going like uh, 10 years ago and then this is where we are now DC for me feels like they're kind of like uh, wait and see kind of moment like like all right, well we'll put this movie out did it do well okay let's continue on let's change this character let's kill off well spoilers I won't say what what happens but a major character dies and then you're like okay well let's change this character and then we'll move this character and then the audience spoke about Wonder Woman and, and now Wonder Woman has a film and like uh, which yeah. the trailer looks really good by the way yeah. I, I was oh, actually yeah. really it impressed awesome. yeah so I'm very I think DC is very react reactory they're reactive yeah, instead of proactive I they're agree like, just like trying to move pieces around but that leads me to a question because sure. you just said something that i didn't even know what you had not seen batfleck yet this was your first experience seeing ben affleck oh, nice. as batman and suicide squad because you didn't see batman versus superman nope. so what were your thoughts on that coming I, from only seeing him for what 15 i wanted, minutes, I, wanted to see, I wanted to see more yeah. I, I when i when i yeah. saw him his small little cameo in suicide squad we well, had I a want, couple he had like yeah. two or three but the whole like say the movie's two hours he's probably got less than 20 minutes less. probably 15 yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I wanted to see more of him. Uh, I was just like, I was like, oh my gosh, he's he's great, you know, and he's got the demeanor and he's got the, you know, nice cleft chin, so he looks very, you know, commanding and you know, very, uh, uh, yeah. you know, is intimidating, and so like he he has the height and the stature, and he he put a lot of work into the gym to really bulk up, yeah. and and so like he doesn't really have to change his voice. He just talks the same, you know, as Bruce Wayne or, you know, he does, it's, it's more real. I think it's the realest Batman we've ever had because okay. everything yeah. else has kind of had an element of like comic or, or off the script. Like the, I love the Nolan trilogy, but it was really weird whenever, uh, you know, uh, Christian Bale was like talking as Batman and then, and then people that knew him as Batman, he would talk like, the Batman, even though people knew who his identity was, he should have talked right. like Bruce Wayne. So I, I kind of felt like this is the most real Batman we've ever gotten. Like uh, yeah. I know that some people love love the Tim the Tim Burton Batman, which I like the first Tim Burton Batman because uh, yeah. it was the first of its kind. You yeah. know, no one really you never saw anything like that. But yeah, uh, it was good. But I'm a big fan of Batfleck, as the internet calls it. Yeah. Uh, I want to see more, and I'm excited. You know, we have to wait to 2018, but we'll get a Batman directed, uh, Ben Affleck directed Batman yeah, film back in, in 2018. So we got to wait yeah. because for those that have listened to our podcast for the yeah. last two years, I I love anything ba- uh, that uh, Ben Affleck puts his hands on, like The Town, Gone Baby Gone, uh, Argo, yeah, really fantastic films. He is an amazing really director. Actor. You know, and yeah. a great actor, and like he he really puts a hundred percent into his uh, his roles, and you know I'm so happy that he got a you know got the Oscar for a director for Argo, like because he deserved that because you know it was such a great yeah. film. Um, but yeah, so like I I'm curious to see what happens with Justice League because I was very entertained by the trailer. Have you seen the trailer for Justice League? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You mentioned those, man. Those look so good. Yeah, uh, I th- I think I heard that Jeff Johns had gotten involved. In some of the writing, and they did because they kicked. Uh, well, I shouldn't say kick. They put a Zack Snyder out to pasture, and he's not attached yeah. to him anymore. So yeah. now it's uh, Jeff Johns, and I think even Greg Berlani, the one who does all the TV show stuff, yeah. has oh, got yeah. a finger in it now. Which I- I'll tell you what, CW and DC is killing on TV. Like oh, their yeah. TV product is great, and their animated films are amazing. Yeah. Man, but- their animated stuff is better. Ten does better than anything Marvel's ever put out. Oh, it really yeah. is. And the thing yeah. is, they've been doing that for like 10 years now. Like yeah, those yeah, animated Batman movies. animated series, yeah. Yeah, and they've been doing that forever. And now they do like the ones that come out. I want to say they come out maybe two or three times a year, but like I just yeah, watched. those movies. Yeah, the Justice League versus Teen Titans, and it was really good. Yeah. And the Killing so Joke looks awesome. I yeah, cannot wait for the Killing good. Joke. So like you I know, think that, that did really well in the theaters. They did like a limited release. They did, and they did, it sold so well because they did it for Monday night, and it sold yeah. out both shows. Yeah. So they added two shows Tuesday night, and I Crazy. really think, depending on what the next, well, the next movie they're putting out is Justice League Dark, which looks yeah. awesome with Constantine and Swamp mm-hmm. Thing and Zantana, yeah. yep. and that's going to be amazing. But I really think if it's another big one with like Batman Superman. I think yeah. they might kick around about doing it because what they do is they have a company called Fathom Events. And a Fathom Events yeah. is this company that does all these specialty things in movie theaters. Yeah. Like they'll show episodes of Doctor Who. They'll do plays. And plays. All yeah. They'll do MST3K. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, also, they'll do special showings of like classic movies. Like I think they were the ones that did the 30th anniversary for Back to the Future yep. 2 yep. Yep. where you could go to the theater and see that again. So right. their big thing yeah. is kind of like reshowing older movies or specialty screenings of sure. things. Yeah. Um, nice. 
And I really think that they kind of want to get in bed with DC's animated side so they can do more yeah. of these, like, animated, especially because, like, say if it's a, a something like uh, The Killing Joke that just came out as an example. Mm -hmm. Like, usually if you go, there's usually, like, a little 10, 15-minute featurette before, like, with the actors talking about the movie and things like that, or sometimes yeah. they'll have things afterwards. Because I went and saw Casablanca, and they had, like, this film historian talking about the movie. And at the nice. very, very end of the movie, they had, like, another 20 minutes of, like, actors from the movie talking about it and, like, historians and things. Um, so it was one of those interesting cool. things. So yeah. I really think that they'll do more of that. And they should because uh, – I think I think we're gonna wait until Brandy gets here until we completely unpack Suicide Squad because I'd feel bad doing it without her. Yeah. But just uh, what do you, what do you think? You want to give it a scale of like one to ten, or do you want to wait and like fully unpack it? Uh, well, here? I mean, uh, we don't know when this episode's airing, right? I yeah, think it's yeah. gonna air like next probably week. Friday. Friday. This uh, Friday, I was gonna think probably yeah. either that or next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so I just my quick synopsis. Uh, Suicide Squad. I I, g I gave it a five out of ten. Um, but I never. But the thing is, I don't have it to compare anything to because I didn't see Batman vs Superman, which right. the internet was mixed on as well. So I'm probably not the best judge when it comes to that. Um, overall, I loved everything that that Marvel's done movie wise. I, yeah. I I didn't. I actually didn't see Civil War, which I no kind yeah, because I kind of got a little burned out a little bit on comic book movies. I was kind of getting to a saturation point for me, or I was just yeah, like, I could see that. I, I was like, oh that. my god, there's yeah. just everything. But Deadpool really surprised me and how refreshing Deadpool was. Oh, man. Deadpool it was so was refreshing, you know? <laughs> and I think that's what everyone wanted with Suicide Squad. They wanted it to be the Guardians of the Galaxy where it was, like, brand, like new and, like, different and all that. And, um, yeah. you know, it's mixed, you know, mixed uh, pros and cons to a lot of people. But uh, it made really well. It's the best uh, grossing weekend for August ever. So, like, it, it sold really well. Yeah. So there'll be a second. There yeah, will be, be definitely a, a second for sure. Uh, yeah. But, uh yeah, no, I mean, you mentioned Constantine earlier. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Matt Ryan. He he's the the guy that was in the Constantine show. You know he's going to be he's in doing the new movie. The, yeah, he's going to be uh, he's going to be in the new oh, movie. Oh wow. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah, they actually got him to do the voice, which I, I have a theory on. I'm sorry to hijack you. I have a theory, and my theory is this. Warner Brothers said, "Look, we're going to pay you to, to do the voice of this animated movie if you'll just kind of stick around and float in our atmosphere so that yeah. maybe next season he can be on uh Legends of Tomorrow." I hope so. I, that would be great. I would love to see him come back. I would, too, and I could see them doing, like, hey, we can't put you in season two, or if we put you in season two, it's going to be the very, very end, but you'll be yeah. a main character in season three. It, can yeah. we just shoot you some money over here and give you a role here and a role there right. to keep you busy so you don't, like, get, like, a serious full-time acting gig, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, the creators have said that there's going to be a revolving cast on Legends, yeah. so hopefully that'll be – I would love to see him come in, like, season three or the end of – into season two or something. Well, see, the, awesome. the CW Seed now has all of the Constantine episodes, so they got the rights back from NBC for Constantine. Yeah. And so they're showing it on their, like, it's basically their online site where you can watch yeah. stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I know they're using that as kind of like a tester, like a barometer, like, hey, yeah. are, are people watching this? Are they not watching it? You know, um, but I definitely think he's coming back. Sorry to hijack your thoughts, No, no, because, well, the thing is, 
For those who didn't know, uh, Matt Ryan, this is his first foray, foray into voice acting. He was the main guy in uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. He was really? the, He was the main guy, the main voice protagonist. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so, and that was like my favorite Assassin's Creed yeah. game. So that's nuts. Oh, that was a great game. Yeah, yeah it was an amazing yeah. game. And he, and he changed his voice a little bit for it. He saw an accent, but it was a little bit different. And so some people were like, when I read up on it, I was like, yeah, they didn't want him to sound like he normally sounds. They wanted him to change it up a little bit. But yeah, he was the main protagonist in Assassin's Clay Black Flag, so wow. he's definitely wow. had a, a cool. you know has a history of voice acting, which is really neat. But I was so sad to see Constantine get canceled. Like oh, I, I love that it. show. Yeah. The problem was was the time slot it was in. It was horrible. Yeah. It was a bad time slot. I think it was on like a Friday. It's Friday night because uh, yeah. Grim comes Friday on. Friday night's horrible. Yeah, well, Friday night's horrible, but the thing is they don't set the bar high, so it's really good to get a second season if you can get like a little yeah. bit of an audience. Right. And also, like, Friday nights, they really add in the day plus seven. So they're really yeah. looking more at DVR viewership than live viewership. So that's good. Um, yeah. But it was Grimm was on, like, from nine to ten, which is actually a great lead in because a lot of people really like Grimm. And that's one of those shows that's yeah. kind of one of NBC's shows. It's like, it's almost like Supernatural. It's a little show that could. It's like yeah. the show yeah. that was in a crappy time slot with kind of a weird premise. That now is like on season six or something crazy, right? I know. And, and they put it on right after that, so it was like ten to eleven was when uh, Constantine was on. And the other thing too is they did a horrible job of promoting it because, like, you yeah. never saw a commercial for it. Like, the only reason I knew about it is I'm a comic book fan, so of course exactly. I go yeah. to all the comic book websites like IO9 and you know comic book resources and all the things where if you're a comic book fan, these is this is where you gather yeah. and kind of talk about exactly. it. So we knew it was coming down the pipe. But if I was like Joe Schmo, Bible Belt, Nebraska guy who right. has no clue. I would have not known it was on. No. I yeah. would love to see what CW did with it. I wish they had the chance to pick it back up and totally redo it. Uh, I think they do a great job with it. Well, see, I really, in my opinion, I don't think that that's necessarily out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I think Hopefully especially that now awesome. that they've got Supergirl, if they can yeah. make four nights a week that they're getting solid ratings, they could say, look, let's cut Constantine's budget in half, throw it on Friday again, see what happens. Because yeah. Friday night, now it's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and there's something else that's going to be on Friday night. But, I mean, really, they could shove anything they wanted on Friday night and be okay. Yeah. Well, the main the main thing with Constantine was review wise, it reviewed really well. Like it was like eighty eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Like people people that anyone that watched it loved, loved it. it. Yeah, but there wasn't yeah. enough people watching it, and I think that was you know what killed it. Yeah. What killed it because Matt Ryan nailed it as Constantine. Like the the yeah. way he his demeanor, he the way awesome. he looked, like how he didn't give a damn, and like he was he was all about. Well, especially once he got past the smoking thing. Like after I think it was episode two or three, yeah. where they would act. I mean, they wouldn't show him like like smoking it but they'd show him light it or they'd show him putting it yeah. out so it was basically they did everything except for showing him inhale and breathing it out and once yeah. they started putting it in i was like you guys get constantine and yep. you're yeah. you're going to battle with the network just to make sure that the show's right and i'm like that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah that really bugged me at the beginning and i i wor i worried that they wouldn't do that because that is such a big part of his character i yeah. mean obviously yeah. It's huge, but yeah, but they just, did a good job. The, the thing I love about Constantine, the show, is it was actually, you know, it was really dark, but it was also, it had a lot of, like, 
I would say like scary, thrilling moments. Like that yeah. felt it felt like we were watching The Exorcist almost at times. It was really, really dark and yeah. un unsettling. And I wonder, I wonder like if maybe the network was kind of like, ooh, I don't know if we really want to put this out, you know? Because <laughs> you got American Horror Story, for example, that has the same feel. It's very dark and very kind yeah. of like, ooh. Uh, but that's on FX, right? That's so on FX. So you gotta, 10, you yeah. gotta wonder if Constantine was on like a CW from the beginning or on a right. somewhere else. Yeah, uh, I, don't know. I think they might have given it a better lifespan. I think it yeah. probably would have done a better job. But no, I understand what you're saying because, like, yeah, there's definitely there's some well, rough, rough. Well, parts when you also it. talk about religion and like spirituality, and you're, you know, there's always like a fine line you gotta walk with that stuff too. Like, obviously, the preacher is another yeah. example, but like, yeah, exactly. you kind of have to like, you don't really want to offend any body but you also want to be faithful to the source material but you also want to be original and it's there's a lot of variables involved when you when you do a television show based on oh, yeah. a comic you know so that's always yeah. going to be a challenge no matter what so i do hope i'm glad that that he is voicing uh constantine again and he did do a cameo on arrow as constantine yeah he did it last yeah, season he did, he did yeah. one which was great because they actually brought him up last season they said where's constantine and they're like he's yeah. in purgatory or yeah. something like that <laughs> yeah. i was like yeah that sounds about right he That's is in awesome. purgatory right now yeah so i hope we get to see more from matt ryan and uh hopefully you know we get to see him you know in the trench coat again in the near future so definitely uh be on the lookout for that i for those at home, one more time, how do people find you on the Internet? How do people find your books and all that stuff? Uh, if you go to chadwestwrites.com, uh, all the information's there, all the links to the book, all the links to Facebook, everything everything you ever need to know about Chad awesome. is right there. We'll have to put that in the uh, description of the uh, audio as well. And, uh, Chad, thanks for uh, you know telling us more about you and your craft and hanging out and geeking out for an hour with us. Yeah, we really yeah, appreciate man, it. Was, it was a lot of fun. Enjoy it. Awesome. We'll definitely have to have you back on again. And whenever you have another book or anything that you're, you know, kind of to have down the pipeline, we'll have you back on the show again. You can promote it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, Scott. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chad. You have a great evening. We'll talk to you soon. We'll let you know when the episode goes live. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, have a man. good one. See you. Later, bro. And of course, that was uh, the amazing author, Chad West, uh, his Fate series. And uh, definitely go out and uh, check out his book on Kindle and Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and tell them Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And of course, speaking of Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, where you can find us is at HH Podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at HH Podcast Show. Also, don't forget to send us your emails to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And also, we've got a special, special thing coming up soon. We're going to have the Mega Buck yep. from Retro Game Treasure back in the studio. And we want your retro game questions for the Mega Buck. So send those questions to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and put in the subject line, question for the Mega Buck. Yep. Or ask the buck, whatever you'd like. Yeah, ask and, uh, the buck. And, uh, so, yeah. So, Deuce, what is the social media? For, like, when people do their uh, hashtags, how can they find us? Well, you should find us by hitting up hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag HH podcast show, and hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the loose. loose. Later. See ya.